Week two is a revenge games against the league, not necessarily against the opponent for the Kansas City Chiefs. Can they bounce back? What does Chris Jones look like? And what are those Jags going to give him today on Locked On Chiefs? From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, friends and neighbors, Chiefs Kingdom around the world, and even some of you Jags fans that are watching this one. I know that you are. Welcome. We're brought to you by Game Time. All you got to do is go download the Game Time app, create an account, and use that code Locked On NFL for twenty bucks off your first purchase. It's last minute tickets, the lowest prices, and they're guaranteed. Go check that out at Game Time. We'll tell you more about them coming up, but we have a ton to talk about as we get ready for Week Number Two of a young season. Two teams that I think it's going to provide us a very, very tight battle. I'm looking forward to a couple of the details that might send this one way or another. What does the passing game look like? Plenty of options there. Obviously, Chiefs got Chris Jones back. We will start there in just a moment because right now today, we thank you for being with us, making us your first listen, make another lockdown show. Maybe the Jacksonville Jaguar show, your next listen. We would very much appreciate that because we're all here five days a week plus for your team every day for free on every platform. So like, sub, hit that bell on YouTube. Sign up on Spotify, sub over on Apple Podcasts. You can get us anywhere where you can get a podcast for free. We will be there. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com, where you can find my rundown of the Chris Jones deal coming out here tomorrow. And RGR Football, a lot to cover here with my partner, Chris Clark of Chiefs Corner. We're going to get to the goals and predictions. We, we have a feel for what's going to go on. We're going to tell you about that later. The matchups, the things that you have to see on the field, who's going to go head-to-head, that's coming up. But we have to start with the return of Chris Jones because, A, there's some contract details that really give us the idea of where he's going to be for the long term. But he makes an impact on this roster right now. Steve Spagnuolo said today that he looks pretty good and that he's going to play a number of snaps, but we don't know what that number is. Yeah, that's going to be a big question, and that's actually something I'm – Really curious to see is how many snaps they allow him to play. Uh, he's one of the big things, and we'll just touch on this really quick, uh, his new deal that he signed. Uh, he has $6.75 million worth of incentives. Uh, just to get back to break even, he has to hit most of those incentives or five, close to $5 million of those incentives uh, because he's losing $3.7 million uh, in salary. So there's going to be a lot of questions whether or not he can hit some of those and considering the amount of, of the incentives you can only hit uh one of them was is two million dollars he would basically have to be defensive player of the year and win the super bowl in order to get that so that's going to be tough to hit uh likely his likely incentives equals about two million dollars uh he, he's going to play 50 percent of the snaps assuming he's healthy all season long so mm-hmm uh, and they did add four void years at $1.35 million apiece. Uh, basically, the way it works is they're looking at these incentives as an option bonus, which you can spread out over five years. That's what they're doing. If he doesn't meet those qualifications, they won't hit next year. Everything is going to void into 2024 uh, and hit the cap in 2024, whether he makes it or not. And they will get money back. Well, they won't get charged for the cap money that he does not hit those incentives. So, Interesting move by Brett Brant Tillis and Brett Beach to be able to use an option bonus to pay incentives. I never would have guessed that one. That's what took me a minute to by wrapping it in a shell of, of an option, being able to, to use those void years, which is something like you've you've been telling us for months that they don't do 
that certainly was a creative way to go about it. And I, th- I think this uh, this takes me back to the big short. If you guys ever watched that, how it was mortgages wrapped in all kinds of stuff, like it's layers upon layers of, of organization. But bottom line is, if they choose to part ways for whatever reason, shape or form, that 1.35 per year is something you can easily swallow if you do have to pay out those incentives. Right. And, but you're only going to have that in 2024. It's all going to be coming forward to 2024. It's not going to continue carrying forward otherwise. Uh, but right now for cap purposes, it spreads out to those years. So the interesting thing is, is that if Chris Jones hits his incentives to, in, to have his snap time, which is 50%, which would get him $2 million, uh, 650000 from 2024 would be gone because that would be something that he would earn. The rest of the incentives, it's just a matter of can he get the sacks in order to get there? Can he get the different things that he would need, you know, getting to the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl, be defense player of the year, being AP number one player. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, AP first team. A uh, lot of big questions as to whether or not he can get there. Uh, obviously, the team is betting on the fact that uh, this is going to encourage him and incentivize him to have to get there. I mean, he has to get in order to get most of these incentives or at least the sack portion. He has to basically get a sack a game. He has 16 games left, has to get to 15. And unfortunately for the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think that's exactly where he starts off. Like he's behind the game already. So like this, despite not being in football shape and, and I don't care what, what Spag says or what he says, there's no way that he's in football shape yet. He might be close, maybe closer than he usually is when he comes to camp. That's fine, but he's not quite there. So he might only get a percentage of snaps. Is it 20-ish? That's that's my threshold to see if he can actually make an impact. But he could go over that. Luckily, he's he's going to go against an O-line that's got a couple of issues because both Fortner and Scherf, uh missed practice on Wednesday. They're both limited practice today. I think that goes towards the the – the interior of the, the Jags offensive line is something that Chris Jones might have an opportunity against in, in week two, his first time on the field this year. No, I absolutely agree. I think that that's going to be a big thing. And the big question when it comes to Chris Jones is how are they going to use him? And you talk about snap counts. Well, okay. You want to use him mostly on third downs. Well, if you can't get to third downs, are you going to throw him out there to get him, you know, a couple more snaps? I would think you'd want him in there for not necessarily a full series, but you know, Tony made a great point yesterday. If Chris Jones goes in the game, maybe Jacksonville just goes hurry up and doesn't let him get off the field. Yeah, it, it may be. Try try to wear him out. That be very much like Doug to take advantage of a situation like that. And I, I could see Trevor Lawrence being able to execute that. And guys, if you missed yesterday's show, it's the crossover Tony Wiggins, our guy down in Jacksonville. You want to go check that out. He and Chris had a, a lively back and forth. It's been a pretty good week for Locked On here in this matchup. We're looking forward to it. And what are the matchups going to look like? We're going to get to that later in the show. We're going to tell you what the goals have to be in order to get a W and what we think is going to happen right after this. Going to give you, I think, the matchups that are most key to getting this win done. And if you're trying to get to that game or if you're like me and you have to come in last second sometimes, but certainly with a big trip to see any games at Arrowhead, sometimes it's last minute that you got to get everything done and you need some help to not have to deal with all that stress and if you don't have the time to plan, how can you take advantage of it? Game time's the way that you can get the deals that you're looking for because they have tickets right up to the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals for football, basketball, concerts, comedy, like anything that they put on an arrowhead, you can certainly get as well as the rest of around town. And the game time guarantee means that you're going to get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section, the same row for less, 
they're going to give you a credit of up to 110% of that difference. So you can get images before you see it. So you can know like what your view is going to be from that particular chair in that particular venue. Always fun to see that. And you can buy it in a matter of seconds. So if you get the urge, two taps, you're off and running and you have tickets. So download the Game Time app right now. Create an account and use our code LOCKEDONNFL. That's for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, you got to create the account. You got to use the code LOCKEDONNFL to get that 20 off. But it's on those last-minute tickets. It's game time is the name of the app. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. The other thing that I'll guarantee is that this is going to be a back and forth because you can you can feel pretty good about what the Chiefs defense did uh, last week. But if you were going to say what hurt them, it's going to be the passing game out of the two, right? Uh, gave up a couple of long gainers, gave up a 14-play uh, drive. And in the end, I think that's that's really the thing that still has to come together. Legereus Need looked a little bit ragged in his first outing, right? I look for that to be a big, big difference. But clearly, the whole you know, experiment of Calvin Ridley and Trevor Lawrence is clicking, and that's what those DBs are going to be going up against that I think they have to pay particular attention to. Yeah, they're definitely going to have to pay attention to Calvin Ridley, and this is one of those things where he did not play at all last year, but he came back and he showed the NFL that he still has it. He was able to go for over 100 yards at a touchdown. Uh, and, you know, the one thing, and I will say this, uh, we're talking about Calvin Ridley, but I have to say I'm impressed by Travis Etienne as well. On uh, Calvin Ridley's touchdown, which was long, which was, I don't know, 50 yards. I mean, it was a long one, 40 or 50 yards, something like that. Travis Etienne sprinting down the field to spring him on the, at the very end of the play to for him to be able to get a touchdown. That is how you win football games. It's the little things that add up. That's not going to be on a stat sheet, but I guarantee you that was a huge part of what they looked at in film, and he got a lot of kudos. Uh, so. Kudos to Travis Etienne. That was a great thing to see. Uh, and really, it's going to be tough. And when you talk about Snead, the big question I have, and you're right, he may have looked a little bit ragged. I He allowed three catches on three targets uh, for about 50 yards. The question I have is, is he going to get any better this season? Because that's really the big question. Uh, he's still got the knee swelling and is limited in practice. I don't yeah. know that that's going to go away the entire season. I, I want to. I, I understand your concern. I want to say that it, it is going in terms of his performance. That is going to improve because not only does he still have the inflammation, which I, I agree with you. I think might be something that nags him all season long. But it's also all the rust because he didn't have. That's true. He didn't have the reps. Yep. So I do think there's some upside there. But he's going to have his hands full because Calvin Ridley ran all but what was it, 85, almost 86 percent of his snaps last week were out wide. So Legereus is going to see him. He was the most targeted player on that offense last week. Uh, out of 31, he got a third of those targets, third yep. plus. And so 11 targets. It's, going, it's going to be very telling. If they choose to put him in the slot more, it's because they want to go away from Legereus. Is going to be the only reason because you have rookies or second-year players everywhere else. So for me, I think that matchup is going to be key. Is Ken Legereus follow Calvin Ridley around? That's the one that I'm going to be watching the most. Well, I'll let you take defense. I'll take offense. I'm going to be watching the Chiefs wide receivers. And I'm actually writing about this on for my matchup piece on Chiefs corner. And the reason I'm watching the wide receivers isn't necessarily because uh, how bad they played last week, although that plays into it. We don't know if Travis Kelsey is going to be available for this game. We may not know until 90 minutes before kickoff whether or not he's going to play in this game. 
And that's just the reality. It sounds like they've got a game plan for him and for and without him, which is a big improvement over what they had last last week. So that should help. But you look at what Kadarius Tony did. You look at what Sky Moore did. Both of them have spoke to the media. Both of them have moved on. And Kadarius Tony made it awfully apparent that everybody came to him and said, "We still believe in you. We still trust in you." And he's going to be involved in this offense. So can they make up for last week's game? And it's not even the receptions near as much, though that's a big part of it. Obviously, it's being where you're supposed to, running the right routes, running the right depth for routes, because that's what makes this offense so good is Andy Reid has all these different options to go all over the field. But if you're running at the wrong depth, even if you run the right route, you see a situation where you had Richie James and Kadarius Tony last week. Richie James should have been probably already cleared out. He probably ran two yards deeper than he should have on a slant. That makes issues. Yeah, makes issues in timing. It makes issues in, in spacing, like you said, especially if they see anything like they saw against the, the Lions where it was predominantly zone defense. It's those surprising issues. Yeah, it was. It, w- it was another choice that, you know, we've talked about last season. How were they going to combat without Tyreek Hill? Well, teams made choices. Their choice was to play zone. In the end, it did some good things. It, called, it did some bad things for them. But is that spacing aspect, again, zone that is incredibly important and not just the timing. So a week under their belt, a week to understand it is in Andy Reid's offense. So many moving parts. It is the minute details that make those differences. I feel pretty good about where they're going. Now, back on the other side of the ball, I do, I'll stay on the defensive side for another matchup because it, it ties right into Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley's got all the spotlight right, as he should. But I think what flew under the radar is that Zay Jones came in there and got the second most targets, was able to convert that nearly as much in terms of yards per reception. And that's somebody that ran a lot of routes. What was it? Uh, 45%, 35%, excuse me, from the slot. And that means Trent McDuffie. And so I'm really looking forward to that matchup in particular. Zay Jones, I think, has a lot of upside in this league, but he hasn't quite hit there. So is this the time? Can he protect there? Was he drafted in 18? No, 17, sorry. So it's the experience factor against Trent McDuffie. I will land on the side of Trent McDuffie. I I like that matchup. I'm looking for a takeaway there, but kudos to Zay Jones because he started hot. The question will be, can he continue? His catch in the end zone was fantastic. Uh, That's going to be tough for any DB to defend. So that's a great matchup. I'm I'm really curious to to see how that goes. I'll flip it back over the offensive side. You know, you look at the Chiefs game plan last week, and I think you have to feel pretty good. Mahomes didn't get sacked. He got pressured some, but he didn't get sacked. There was interior pressure more than we're used to, but I think that it's more of who they were going against versus the interior not playing as well as I think that they're going to going forward. But I'm really curious to see what you see when you get Jawan Taylor out on the edge against his old teammates. Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker. That's going to be interesting to watch because they know what they're going against and he knows what they're going, what they're going to be doing as well a little bit. So how does that play into it? But the bigger one really is Donovan Smith on the left-hand side. He allowed six pressures last week. You would like it to go down, but again, if you're not letting him get hit, I mean, he had five hurries versus, you know, hits and sacks and all that. So I'm not as upset about hurries. Obviously you don't want them, but, if you could get that number down even to, you know, one or two hurries and, and one or two hits or, you know, one hit, 
which is what he allowed last week. I think you got to feel pretty good about it. And I think that you'd feel really good about their offensive line going forward. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I have a goal there as well. We're going to talk about that. Coming up next, what are the predictions? What do we think is going to happen? And what are the goals they have to achieve to get that W? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you have issues going on in your life, whether it is, you know, an issue at home or it's an issue with, you know, are you going to be looking for another job or you do you need to move to a different location? BetterHelp is a place that you can use. And it's really helped me when it comes to the job situation and, and where that was going in my life. So I've really benefited from BetterHelp and I've really appreciated what they're able to do. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today or slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. And you can get 10% off your first month. I also want to tell you about our friends over at PrizePix. You need to go check these people out. You need to go check this site out. It is fantastic. PrizePix is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. PrizePix is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two players, two or more players, and pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry. Testing my skills on price picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into 250 with just a few taps. This week on price picks, I'm selecting Saquon Barkley for more than 60 yards and Patrick Mahomes for more than two passing touchdowns. I think that's a pretty good bet. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100 pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL using code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars daily fantasy sports made easy. Made easy. What I am looking for. And it's not easy to pick up what has to turn this ball game, but what one of the things is uh, to, to carry on with what you were talking about in the last matchup segment. The goal for me is to contain the two big pass rushers, that's Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker. You got to contain them under the eight pressures that they had last week. And when you combine them, uh, Josh Allen did get three sacks. A little bit matchup dependent, let's let's be real. His, his pass rush win rate was only 3% uh, of the snaps that he yep. took. So uh, it was boom or bust. And so if you can keep the boom out of it, I do feel like strength on strength, if they continue to line up Trayvon Walker more towards uh, – Juwan Taylor, the the feet of Taylor, I think, are going to help. It's going to be about taking on that rush of Allen. So do they flip around? Do they choose? The goal for me is no matter who they face, is to keep that first two feet, first two steps in sync with the pass rusher in front of them, which means I do think they are going to have to move around and be a little bit more adaptable than they were last week. I would put more pressure on Smith rather than Taylor, but that's just my initial read on it. Do you agree? Yeah, I think there's probably more pressure on Smith just because of the game he had last week. So I, I think that that's a fair goal. You need to keep Mahomes up, right? You need to keep him from having a lot of pressure. But the other thing that really plays into that is Mahomes is a lot different than Anthony Richardson. 
he's been in the league quite a while and has a lot more experience reading the pass rush, reading the defenses, having an idea of where to go to the ball, with the ball, and where to step up in the pocket. So that also is going to help the offensive line. You know, my goal to go, honestly, at this point, is get the other wide receivers going, get Kadarius Tony three or four catches, get Sky Moore three or four catches, get those guys going and get them going early. Uh, and don't go away from a guy that seems to be having a good game. And I know he had uh, struggles at other times, but Rasheed Rice really did some good stuff in the first half and then disappeared in the second. You can't do that again. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. Goal number two for me is no matter who the tight end is, whether Travis Kelsey is available or not, is to attack Devin Lloyd in the first half ad nauseum. He and Rayshon Jenkins had a combined uh, grade of two of the lowest coverage grades on that Horrible. roster last week. And I, I'm generally a, a Lloyd fan, but I think some of the situations he gets put in are difficult for him. Travis Kelsey would certainly be that. No, Gray would be a different matchup, but I do think one that they can take advantage of because I'm confident about being able to control what goes on with the safeties over the top. You know Cisco's going to be cruising around, looking to hit somebody. So don't play into that. Don't necessarily run as many four verts as you normally would. Attack the weak spot and go after that that linebacker, low safety kind of area. Keep it under 20, and I think you're going to move the chains. Yeah, and I think that that's a good place for them to go. You know, my second goal, I think if you look at this, it's really going to be – I'm not going to say run the ball a ton – but get Pacheco a little bit more involved in the running game. And you saw Clyde early on, and I'm, I'm not going to sit here and hate on Clyde. He started last week because he because Pacheco still isn't fully back from his injury, and he's still getting into shape. There's nothing wrong with that. Clyde gives them somebody that they trust. Uh, I would imagine he's going to be a guy that may start this week as well. But if you can increase Pacheco's load and get him the ball – uh, you know, even in the passing game, I thought he looked good last week. So I think that that's something that they can use to their advantage this week. For me, it's going to come down to whether Fortner plays or not, because that's going to help Chris Jones. If Fortner's in there, he still had one of the lower pass rush uh, grades, pass protection grades, I'm sorry, for that team last week. Uh, Barch is a guy who came in at left guard, and I think you can attack through there. But it's going to be about the rotation, keeping guys fresh. And that means Turk as well as Keandre Coburn. I, I did like that he got in earlier than I expected week one. I want to see that continue, and I want to see you just flood the A-gaps with pass rushers. I'm really curious to see how they go about attacking this offensive line because you're looking at two guys that probably are going to play in this game and are probably going to be doing it injured. So I would imagine you'd want to be taking advantage of that. Uh, you know, goal on my part would be getting pressure in the, a, in the A-gaps and really in the interior. It doesn't necessarily have to be the A-gaps, but – even between guard and tackle, I would be happy with as well. Because if you can get interior pressure against this team, you can get in Trevor Lawrence's face, it's going to mess things up down the field. And that's exactly what Kansas City needs to do. You need to see a big game from Treshawn Morton and Chris Jones when he's in there. And, you know, I'm, I'm even going to throw Dana and Karloftis in there on interior pressure, not just exterior pressure. Yeah, man, that, that's perfectly reasonable. And I think – what they got out of last week is that they have the the NASCAR package, the, the DN heavy package that they can yep. go to that was successful, and I do think they can see that again. So as it boils down, I think this team is a little bit underrated, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think they're going to be tough. I, I, I think the 
playoff loss has a lot of folks kind of like relaxed about this. And I don't necessarily believe that that's the way it's going to go down. So for me, it does come down to executing the offense. I do hope that the Chiefs run the ball a little bit more. But I'm more concerned about not letting ATN get off on a run. Uh, they, they fed him. A, it was 18 carries last week. If they continue that, you have to be disciplined. You have to have the linebackers coming down against the run. I think that they can do that. If that all goes to plan and you can just manage and avoid the huge place to Ridley in particular, I think that this is going to be okay. I see the Chiefs winning this one 28-21. This is going to be tough. Uh, anytime you play a team three times in less than a year, it's tough. And that's the scenario Kansas City finds himself in. Uh, you know, Obviously, Jacksonville is going to be a different team than they were last year, but a lot of it's going to be the same. Uh, it was two. It was two games that were really – a struggle last year and the second game I will say this in the playoffs I do think Mahomes was going to come out and probably throw maybe four or five touchdowns against the Jaguars and it may have been a completely different game but because of the injury it changed things so it seemed like they had a little bit of, of things figured out when it came to the Jackson Jacksonville secondary but again if they don't have Travis Kelsey that's going to hurt so I'm looking at this game I still think Kansas City is going to be the better team and I don't think after last week, Kansas City thinks that, or I think Kansas City is going to be taking, uh, you know, full advantage of any advantage they have in this game. Plus, they don't want to start 0-2. That puts you in a hole. That's not where you want to be. And I guarantee you Mahomes is pissed off, and I guarantee you some of the wide receivers may not have said it, but they're pissed off at their performance last week. I still think it's going to be a close game. I'm going 28-24 Kansas City. We would love to know what you guys think. Leave your comments down below. For those of you in the live chat, thank you for there. If you want to get more info, we're going to have a couple of things. Uh, you may see some shorts from us over the weekend. We'll definitely be live post-game, so make sure you're with us for that. But we'd like to know what you think is going to happen. Those comments are important. You can get subbed here so that you're with us all the time. And when you do, if you click that little bell, you'll get notifications as long as you have them turned on on your device when we're about to go live. Uh, it's always uh, a little bit touch and go to be determined in terms of timing post games but we are live we do have matt derrick with us so we have the inside perspective from the locker room as well and i think you guys are really going to dig that so please join us then check out the rest of the locked on network because you're going to get not only information from tony down in jacksonville but across the entire league you can get info right now we appreciate your time we're excited for this one get back on the track for the chiefs i think that's what happens here right now and if anything breaks we'll have it for you on that text line at 816-357-8781. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you enjoy your weekend. Until game time, have a good one, and we'll talk to you then.